for nearly two decades. The award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And also as a podcast, just go to iTunes. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for uh, being with us today. Hope your weekend's going well. Happy Independence Day to uh, to all the listeners. Uh, what a celebration. Uh, I hope you really enjoy the weekend and are able to um, celebrate uh, all the great things about our country, including uh, the day that uh, we signed that declaration. Um, so uh, good program laid out for you today. We've got some interesting top stories for you. We've got some economic data, including the big jobs report from yesterday. Um, and uh, also we'll be talking about financial planning and retirement planning, kind of 101, the importance of it um, and how it can really impact you and your family for decades. So once folks uh, retire, number one, they want to stay retired. And uh, number two, they want to be uh assured that, you know, things are going to work well based on what their exact numbers and situation is. So we're going to be talking about the importance of that. And as I mentioned, uh, everybody, you know, these days we're looking at people living a lot longer. So um, retirements are lasting a lot longer. And folks have that anxiety uh, often about, you know, are they going to run out of money and become dependent on uh, family or friends, that kind of thing. So we'll talk about uh, all of those important issues. Um, and, you know, one thing that I uh, mentioned, the jobs report, and we'll get to that uh, in just a little while. But uh, what we saw this week, the number of unemployment benefit recipients is falling at a faster rate. Uh, take Missouri, for example, along with some 21 other states that they've canceled enhanced and extended payments uh, for June. So, you know, that suggests that the ending of that extra free money could push more people to take jobs. Uh, federal aid bills that were boosting unemployment payments by 300 bucks a person each week and extended those payments for as long as 18 months, well longer than the typical 26 weeks or less that uh, people had originally. But those uh, benefits are set to expire in September. Um, many of the states, as I mentioned, uh, have already opted out of that, and they're canceling those uh, extra benefits ahead of time. Um, I think it's 99% of them are Republican states with Republican governors is what I mean by that. So, um, and, and I use Missouri as an example. Mike Parson, the governor of Missouri, said the benefits were helpful during the height of the virus, but their continuation has worsened the workforce issues that uh, businesses are facing. So uh, he, like many other Republican governors, moved to end the federally funded benefits to address businesses' concerns about a labor shortage. So you have this situation where People are saying, I'm done with the virus thing. I'm going out. I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, a lot of the draconian uh, forced lockdowns and, again, the non-essential people, whatever they are. You know my opinion on that. If you want to get up and work and have pride and dignity and support yourself and your family and make a difference, 
no matter what you're doing, pushing paper, pushing dirt, I don't care. Um, you are essential. You're an essential person, period. Um, and for the government to tell you you're, you're not is ridiculous. But anyway, you know, we saw that, um, that, that these Republican governors were saying, look, we hear the businesses. We've opened things back up finally. Thank the good Lord. And now because people are getting paid more money to sit on their, uh, sofa than they are to go to work. You've got these businesses that can't function at 100 percent, even though they have the uh, opportunity to do so again. So that's something that, again, especially for the Mavericks, the governors that originally came out early uh, and said, this has got to stop. And then you have, you know, the kind of the coattails um, governors who did it at the end. But uh, I think we're already seeing that difference uh, in some states, and that is really, really good news, not only for the businesses, but for the consumer, because it's going to improve their um, experience as far as how they're treated and how well they're uh, taken care of for the business and services that they're paying for. Uh, global oil markets are tightening a lot faster. I might be preaching to the choir. You guys know that when you go to the pump. And it's costing you a whole lot more money to fill up. Um, and now we're back to depending on OPEC and the other uh, cartel type of uh, countries out there where they know that they can control oil and other energy prices by their output. And uh, I'm sure they're laughing at uh, the United States once we had just gotten to energy independence and we're becoming a net energy exporter. You get this new administration that just um, blows the whole thing up and uh, and and they act like they're doing they're saving the world. And really, they're not. Uh, that's all overblown as well. But um, so now, you know, again, we've got uh, the Saudis and the Iraqis and uh, the Russians and everybody else that are high five. And I'm sure behind closed doors because of uh, knowing that it's causing all of this economic pain to people and who does it hurt the worst lower income people poor people and people on fixed incomes and we're not just seeing it with energy of course we're seeing it in other areas companies across the country are considering hiking prices to offset um, the surging cost in raw materials transportation of course i had mentioned energy so the purchase price for a slew of products, including lumber and steel, has climbed um, in the face of supply chain bottlenecks and poor policy as well. And these uh, constraints, which have caused some shortages, are forcing financial officers to make a tough decision. Do they absorb the higher prices or do they pass that extra cost along to you? Well, new uh, data that I saw this week that was published by FactSet found that 18 of 26 S&P 500 firms in the consumer staple sector, so 18 of the 26 companies in the consumer staple sector, said they had already increased, uh, increased the prices of their products or were willing to do so in order to counter recent inflation spike. Clorox. What are they going to do? They're going to increase their prices for their Glad products this month 
and more increases could come later this year. General Mills, they've acknowledged that the global uh, broad-based inflation currently underway will likely affect net pricing beginning in the uh, next quarter. ConAgra said it expects the inflation spike to persist over the next few months and said it had a variety of levers to offset the rising costs, including pricing. Kimberly Clark, well, if you like Scott toilet paper and Huggies diapers, uh, you're going to be looking with a uh, price increase. Looking at a price increase, I should say. that That's the way they were, let me see, with pricing in the mid to high single-digit range, actually, is what they're looking at. Kraft Heinz, in this report, the CEO of Kraft uh, said that the company was exploring the possibility of hiking prices. Kellogg's, um, they said that, in a actually in a May earnings call, that uh, they could increase cost of things like cereals and snacks and other foods. And uh, Tyson's, Tyson's Food, is raising prices across businesses to offset higher animal feed costs and other expenses. And I could go on and on, but this is real. And uh, these companies are making business decisions. Do we absorb it and have to uh, watch it impact our bottom line and our shareholders' reaction? Or do we pass that on to the consumer and let them uh, get through it? You know that, again, it's I mentioned the energy and the food sector. Everything is much more expensive. Um, and it's just really a shame. And the other thing that I saw this week that was really interesting, these easy money policies and virus-driven government spending programs have created an artificially inflated economy. That could lead to a massive boom in bankruptcies. Uh, so these bankruptcies could be coming down the pike, according to the global head of restructuring at the law firm White and Case that specializes in this area. Um, and uh, Tom Laurie said that who is uh, the global head of restructuring there said that uh, they continue to see significant restructuring activity. Uh, especially in the energy industry, travel-related services, pharmaceuticals, and other sectors that are exposed to potential mass tort liability, ambulance chasers. Nothing in all of the stuff that was passed for the virus, nothing had any relief for businesses when it comes to getting sued. Why? Because trial lawyers, you know, spend a lot of money on uh, Democratic candidates. So nothing was done. So you have to imagine a couple of years from now, you'll have the uh, the commercials for the um, class action lawsuits because of the virus. And these companies aren't going to have any uh, protection from that liability. So they're worried about that because of their exposure. But more importantly, he said the current economic climate is artificially inflated. So three companies with at least $50 million in debt $50 million in debt filed for bankruptcy in the United States last week. That marks the fourth straight week of at least three large filings per week. So uh, by June 28th of last year, you had 126 of those size uh, company bankruptcies in the United States. This year, we have 75 large companies that have filed for bankruptcy as of June 28th. 
And um, everybody in the business world is trying to figure out, you know, how do we deal with this? And uh, as I mentioned, um, you know, with the whole virus thing, how can you trace that and go back and find where you actually got? So then, yeah, well, so we'll let that go. We'll end with uh, this segment. Uh, two uh, prominent United States senators, Pat Toomey and Ron Johnson, wrote a letter to the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board's acting chairman expressing concerns that investment giants BlackRock and State Street Global Advisors are not prioritizing the financial security of retired federal employees. So the senators say that recent statements made by BlackRock's uh, CEO, Larry Fink, who is totally in the tank uh, with uh, the liberals and progressives and was probably going to be Treasury Secretary for Hillary Clinton if she uh, hadn't lost. Uh, but, of course, that went down the drain. But he's still trying to be in the clique. Um, and also statements by the uh, CEO at State Street suggest that the business leaders are using their control of proxy votes to push their views on environmental and social views um, onto other companies. So BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager with $9 trillion in assets under management. Um, and the senators were saying in the letter, you know, look, you guys, you have a simple purpose. It's to put the interest of the participants and beneficiaries first. And not your political uh, jockeying or who you're trying to impress or what team you want to play on. So the, we're talking about the TSP plan here, folks, the Thrift Savings Plan. Um, and if you're not familiar with it, it's a retirement plan available to all federal employees as well as members of the military. Uh, there were 6.2 million participants as of um, December 31st, 2020, with $735 billion dollars. In assets. So um, you've got these uh, these people in these two companies and other companies, but we'll stick with the uh, TSP plan talking about um, how, you know, they want to support corporate governance priorities and um, low carbon economies and diversity and equity and inclusion and all of that, like I said, just to try to fit in with the people that uh, I guess they look up to. Um, and it's it's the wrong thing. They need to be putting the shareholder first and the beneficiary uh, of those uh, funds first when they're managing them, not their social um cheerleading basically so we'll keep an eye on that we talked about it a few months ago you may remember when senator tom cotton did the same thing with the tsp plan when he said what are you guys doing investing money in chinese companies that actually benefit the chinese military so we've got our u.s military uh personnel putting money saving money for their retirement and then the tsp uh Managers are putting it in companies in China to help their military. I mean, this makes absolutely no sense. Unbelievable. So I was glad to see the two senators this week uh, call those guys out um, at BlackRock and State Street because that's what they need is to be called out. And, I mean, they might, you know, just totally love it and glorify that light being put on them. But for common sense people like us, 
uh, we know that they're not doing their job correctly and uh, they're being political and pushing their social agenda. So uh, quick break before we go. Just want to let you know, I uh, won't be up much longer. The latest um, uh, takeaway that we have complimentary on the website homepage at murrayfinancialgroup.com. Will your money last as long as you do? And we're going to be talking about this in more detail in just a little bit. But uh, a retirement income analysis is so important. You know, what does it mean to your future? So it's just an eight-page read, and you can kind of check it out. And uh, like I said, it's uh, complimentary. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com right there on the homepage. You can just click it. It goes right to your um to your uh, email, and that way you can uh, either read it on your computer or your phone or print it off, highlight it, make some notes, and uh, make sure that you're thinking about what's important and what's best for you. And um, we do that because we want to be helpful. Come back with some economic data, including that jobs report, in just a minute. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to iTunes and uh, look at some economic data real quick. Uh, home prices surged by the most on record. So according to uh, the uh, S&P Case-Shiller Home Price Index, year over year, um, home prices from April 2020 to April 2021 up 14.6%. Uh, that's the highest reading in more than 30 years of record keeping. And prices are now almost 35% higher than their peak in 2006 when the real estate market was going crazy. Um, totally different reasons uh, now than then, but it's just amazing. Charlotte, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, uh, Seattle all recorded their biggest annual um, price gains on record. So um, just amazing to see that pending home sales rebounded in May. And uh, actually, they were up 13.1% year over year, according to the National Association of, uh, of Realtors. And according to that chief economist there uh, at the National Association of Realtors, May's strong increase in transactions was indeed a surprise, and it was a welcome surprise. And um, he said home price growth will steadily moderate with increased supply, but a broad and prolonged decline in prices is unlikely. So, again, this is very different. This is really just supply and demand issues. Uh, we just don't have the inventory necessary uh, for all the buyers out there. We also saw consumer confidence increase for a fifth straight month in June and return to levels that we haven't seen since the onset of the virus. So the consumer confidence index uh, for June increased over seven points to a reading of 127.3, the highest since February of 2020, again, before the virus 
made its way here and just uh, wreaked havoc and tore everything up. According to the uh, senior director at the conference board, uh, Lynn Franco, um, he was saying that consumers' assessment of current conditions improved again, suggesting that economic growth has strengthened further uh, in Q2. So that was uh, that was positive, although he did say optimism for the Labor Department in the short uh, labor market, excuse me, in the short term was mixed. So that uh, is something that we'll have to watch. Speaking of uh, the labor market, a couple things this week, U.S. private sector job growth uh, slowed down, according to the ADP report. Um, the 692,000 private jobs were added in the month of June, according to ADP. Um, and then you looked at the uh, initial jobless claims as well. Um, they were down from the previous week, but still, I mean, 364,000 people last week applied for initial state unemployment benefits. The normal um, before the virus came was right around 200,000, 220,000, and last week was 364,000. Um, so it, this is being watched very closely. Yesterday, we got the big report, if you will. The jobs report for June showed that 850,000 workers were added, and the unemployment rate actually ticked up to 5.9%, according to the Labor Department. <laughs> so, you know, these numbers are all over the place. Um, this The... the Really, the the guess, if you were, the guesstimates were as little as 360,000 all the way up to over a million. So we came in at 850,000. Um, so that was better than what was expected by economists. And it was no big surprise to see sizable job gains were seen in the leisure and hospitality sector. 343,000 um, were added there. So that was good to see. And again, with these benefits that hopefully are going to be running out um, as quickly as possible, these additional benefits not to work, these uh, jobs numbers are going to improve. Okay, quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about financial and retirement planning 101. Um, as a reminder, the uh, complimentary takeaway at murrayfinancialgroup.com, will your money last as long as you do? Um, so it's an eight page guide to see why a retirement income analysis is so important for your retirement and for you and, uh, and your family. So, uh, we'll dive into that on the other side of this. Your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD.
Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to iTunes. And, um, yeah, we were talking uh, right before the break. You know, a lot of big stories this past week. We're talking about inflation continues to be an issue. Of course, uh, you've got the uh, current administration talking about tax increases. Uh, people are wondering if the Federal Reserve is overboard on their low interest rate and easy money type of uh, of policies. Um, people just have a lot of, you know, a lot of concerns right now. And when you have those, it's even more important to make sure that your plan and that your uh, business is in order, basically, because if you feel good about the way you've structured things, um, when you hear some crazy uh, news report or some event happens, whatever it may be, you feel good knowing that, OK, we've got things where they need to be. Um, we've got, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of dry powder if we need to um, make some changes in the financial and investment positions you have, because a lot of people are concerned about these potential issues surrounding their retirement. I mean, are you um, whether you're making long range plans close to retirement or are already retired? You know, you create a clear picture of your financial future when you actually have uh, a plan just for you and your family in place. And that's so important because today many people are living longer than ever before. So that means some folks are going to live 20, 30, even 40 years in retirement, depending on how their health and and um Longevity goes, how that all plays out. And like I said, I mean, gosh, it's such a blessing that we're constantly hearing about these um, these discoveries and innovation when it comes to medicine and uh, and and just how what used to be a lethal diagnosis is now uh, something that can be managed, if not outright cured. So, um, you know, it's it. There's a lot going on. Now, the bad side of this is there are a lot of folks, unfortunately, who have no idea what it takes to survive financially throughout retirement. And that main concern is most people say it. Who's going to last longer or what's going to last longer, me or my money? Am I going to outlive my money and become a um, a burden on my children or on others, that type of thing. And that's uh, that can make you squirm in your seat a little bit. And that's why, again, you come back to the importance of having a plan and a process that you're comfortable with, because instead of wondering and guessing and being anxious or just the worry over it, you feel much, much better, uh, much more empowered because uh, you've got specifics that you can look at and different scenarios you can change if you need to. And again, you you get that clear picture of what your financial and retirement years look like. Um, and, and that's, there's, that's worth it. And, you know, I'm, you're talking about, it's so good to know that you have those answers and you feel comfortable about things. But again, when you look at the downside, many people planning for retirement 
are affected by what we call the lump sum, uh, lump sum illusion. So this uh, occurs when a person feels comfortable with a large sum in their retirement portfolio, but they really haven't determined how long it's going to last them. So how much money you accumulate by the time you retire is an important piece of your puzzle, of course, no doubt about it. But by itself, it doesn't mean probably as much as you think. So why I say that is because when people, we hear it all the time, is X amount enough as far as a dollar amount? I call it a pile of money. Is X enough? Well, that is a loaded question because what you have to do is look at the husband and wife and say, okay, let's take a look at your budget so we know um, what the lifestyle you really enjoy and that you're living now. We want to know how much that costs so we can identify if you're going to have enough funds and income streams for that to continue throughout your retirement and not run out of money. And people save differently, spend differently, invest differently. Um, so everybody has their own unique situation. So you can't really look at something and say, okay, I have X amount of dollars. You know, I'm definitely going to be fine unless it's an extremely large amount of money and you have a very, very moderate type of lifestyle. Because like most things, if you have a lot of uh, money compared to others, you probably have uh, other hobbies, other investments, um, you know, other toys, basically, is what I should say. So, you know, it, it's all relevant to your particular situation, not your neighbor, your coworker, your brother-in-law. None of that means anything. It's how things impact you and your spouse, uh, including when that spouse is no longer around because when the first spouse passes away, you're going to lose some form of income. Say, you know, of course, one of the social security checks, but I don't know if the person had a pension, are you now going to receive half of that? None of that, 75% of that. So all of these things really have to, um, to be looked at, put down on paper, and seriously addressed and let all of the, the math work itself out so you can see what your exact situation, uh, currently is. And again, if it's going to be enough, um, to last for you. So you have that retirement that you want for both you and your spouse, um, no matter how long you live as well at, well, I'll get into the other stuff on the other side of this, but what we, when we come back, we'll be looking at, what does your financial future, you know, really look like um, in a little more detail? The latest uh, complimentary takeaway, will your money last as long as you do? Uh, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com and you can, uh, very actually relevant to what we're talking about today. It's just an eight-page read, and I think you'll find it to be very helpful and maybe, you know, one of your uh, first steps to getting things set up the way you you would really like and feel most comfortable with. Dog all day. 
wish I had a red jungle that'd kick the bucket And I was sitting on a pile like Warren Buffett I know everybody says money can't buy Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio, 930 WFMD, WFMD WFMD.com, and as a podcast on iTunes. Uh, Thanks so much for being with us uh, today. Hope you're having a great weekend and uh, you're getting all geared up and ready to roll for the 4th of July uh, holiday where we celebrate our independence. Um, So back to where I was right before the break. What does your financial future look like um, once you put everything, again, that pen to paper and let the math do its uh, work, um, you end up with something that we call a red line. So based on your net monthly expenses, looking at your net monthly income, um, you know, including any pension, any Social Security, your retirement funds, your savings, uh, how long, based on your exact situation, is your money going to last? By the way, we're going to make sure that we include inflation in that because as we are really experiencing now, things do become more expensive over time. So we want to inflate those net monthly in call, those, those uh, net monthly expenses um, so that we know when and if you actually are going to run out of money. If you do hit that red line and you're like, well, okay, we can see it all right in the plan. These are all of our assets. We're going to have to make some adjustments because it's not going to last as long as uh, you'd like. And, you know, again, we help people with these answers um, to the following questions. Things like, when can I retire without running out of money? That'd be nice to know. Can I continue my present standard of living into my retirement years? Very important. How can optimizing my Social Security benefit help my specific situation. Well, if you ask yourself that, you know, it's that's really important. We want to make sure we get a good answer. How could your situation change during challenging economic times? The dot-com bust, financial crisis, housing bust. Then, of course, what people went through with the virus. What would happen if, uh, you know, you didn't wake up tomorrow, if you died prematurely? What's that going to do to your family? How are they going to be impacted? What if you have to go to a nursing facility or need some type of custodial care, whether it's at home or elsewhere? What's that going to do to your budget? Boy, you look at those expenses these days, average in the state of Maryland, right around $10,000 a month. And by the way, that inflation is generally higher, just like other health care issues, Uh, So that can increase at a much quicker clip. You know, what are the possible solutions if you're living, you know, if you want to move, what's that going to do to your particular situation? Again, not your friend, not your coworker, not your sister-in-law, but your situation. So, you know, we have a seven-step trademark process. It's known as a financial protector. And you start looking at things, uh, I'll just give you a quick overview. You know, you want to make sure that 
you gather the data to help analyze your current financial picture. And then, of course, you look at recommendations and suggestions and provide options so that we can show you, um, you know, how your specific situation can be impacted. And then, of course, you monitor the plan and make changes whenever necessary. If you do move, you know, we've got folks all around the country that we work for. Actually, just till recently uh, had one over in the Middle East. Um, so, you know, you have to make sure you stay in contact and you um, are updating the plan. Things do change. All of a sudden, you know, you decide that you want to help with some private schooling, especially nowadays, or with uh, some college tuition, um, some trade school training, whatever it might be. You know, people say, hey, can we do that? Or is that really going to impact uh, us in a negative way? Well, if you've got a plan and you run that number, you're going to know. You're not going to wonder. We just had some folks we do work for recently say, hey, should we pay? They're taking their, their whole family, their children and grandchildren to Disney World. Should we pay for that out of our savings or should we pull it out of investments? What's the most tax efficient way to to do that? So, you know, you want to monitor the plan, make changes to the plan. Um, the other thing you really want to make sure of is your risk tolerance. So are you allocated your assets? Are they where you're most comfortable so that you're not taking extra risk and you're also not being too conservative? Um, and then, of course, you ha- also have to make sure that based on that allocation, the rate of return is sufficient to accomplish your goals so that you won't run out of money. So instead of getting the red line at age, you know, whatever, say, 82, by structuring things properly, you don't red line, even into your hundreds. So that way you get into the other part, which is the legacy planning, where you're able to leave money to the people you love or the things that you care about to make a difference with that legacy um, that's going to live beyond your human body and make a difference, possibly multi-generational difference, depending on what it is. Again, if you send somebody um, or there's money to send one of your grandchildren or great-grandchildren to medical school or as a um, – You name it, you can fill in the blank. We all have our own preferences trying to think of, you know, these life-changing developments and discoveries. You know, by making that opportunity available to them that you did because of the way you did your financial and retirement planning can literally not just impact their lives but multiple um, lives around the country and around the world. So I would just, again, suggest that you think hard about your financial and retirement planning. And if you really want to understand and feel comfortable with your situation, not just now or three years from now or 10 years from now, but I'm talking no matter how long you live on this earth, um, I would suggest that you engage in that type of planning. And this is a 
story I tell once a year, sometimes twice a year, but it's very, very important. Um, and, um, I can't, you know, I can't stress the importance actually enough. If you do care about the financial planning and, and retirement planning and your loved ones and things of that nature. So, um, I'll stop there and, um, thank you so much for being part of the program as always. Um, we'll be back here next Saturday. And also I'll talk with you on the morning news express when we do our live updates at five fifty, six fifty, and seven fifty every weekday morning with uh, Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick. And, um, I really hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Uh, remember the free takeaway at murrayfinancialgroup.com is will your money last as long as you do? Uh, highly suggest you take a look at that. It's, uh, complimentary, goes right to your email, uh, box and, and you can enjoy it from there. Um, and have a great 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. What a great country we live in. Thank God for the founding fathers and how they set things up. And um, I just hope everybody enjoys uh, this weekend. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. American girls and American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army where he lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died. He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling Came flying in from somewhere in the back Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye Man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist And the eagle will fly and it's gonna be This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will fly.
past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. 930 WFMD Sports Update. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Kevin Figures. Angel star Shohei Otani put on a show Friday night with two home runs. He also scored the game-winning run as the Angels beat Baltimore 8-7. to Otani now with a major league leading 30 home runs. Boston got an RBI single in the 10th from Kike Hernandez to beat Oakland 3-2. Cardinals with a 9-3 win over Colorado. Dodgers over the Nationals for their 7th straight win. Cubs have lost 7 in a row after falling to Cincinnati. Milwaukee, the Blue Jays, the Giants, and the White Sox all with victories. Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo is doubtful for today's Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals, but according to Yahoo Sports, he is expected to be healthy enough to play in a potential Game 7. The Lakers interviewed former Wizards coach Scott Brooks for an assistant coaching position on Friday. Tampa Bay took a three-games-to-none lead in the Stanley Cup Final after a 6-3 victory over Montreal. They can clinch their second straight cup with a win in Game 4 on Monday. In the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys will be featured on the 20th season of Hard Knocks. News Radio 930. WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. Seven o'clock. 